Welcome to another episode of Building Northwest Indiana Radio. My name is Kevin Comerford. I am the Director of Professional Development at the Construction Advancement Foundation of Northwest Indiana, and I will be your host today. The purpose of Building Northwest Indiana Radio is to give you a little insight into the Northwest Indiana professional construction industry. Last week, we talked to Laura Weber and Terry Veligan with Klein Avenue Bridge, and this week we're going to continue that conversation. And I went to your website to look a little bit about this project. I see that you're using a lot of uh, local contractors and local suppliers, and I commend mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, you want to talk about maybe some of the companies uh, sure. that, that you're that you're well, using? I, I I would love to because we're very proud of all the people who work on our project. I think not only from the skilled trades that we employ, but uh, the companies themselves. So. In addition to the local labor, because we've been using um, local laborers from the diff- different skilled trades, so we have the cement finishers uh, or the masons, so we have the carpenters, electricians, the iron workers, the laborers, and the operators. So those are members of the skilled trades on the team. And then in addition to that, some of our key suppliers that we've been working with are Vinimos, so they're... Um, a fabricator for some of the metals, DLZ, they've done a lot of the surveying mm-hmm. for us, Ross Group, they um, design and build some of our buildings, Dyer Construction, they've been responsible for excavating um, and doing a lot of the earth moving to prepare the site for construction, and then Reach Construction, we've had some iron workers um, help build our casting yard. Are there any big challenges that you faced when uh, building this bridge? I mean, obviously you're dealing with a bridge that, it, you know, was shut down and I guess is structurally unsound according right. to INDOT's definition. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, were there any challenges of taking down the old bridge and putting the new one back up? Can you talk maybe about some of those? So some of the things you mentioned taking down the old bridge, uh, we as owners didn't mm-hmm. take down the old bridge. Uh, when INDOT essentially decommissioned, I'm going to use that mm-hmm. term, uh, they hired a contractor to demolish the the bridge. Uh, when we re- uh, arrived on site, some of the footings were there. We had to take out some of the footings. But talking specifically about some challenges, I mean, obviously we're working in northwest Indiana, so a big challenge right now is weather, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other challenge uh, from a marketing standpoint is people remember this bridge 10 years ago. And now we have to reintroduce that because a lot of people that use that bridge uh, worked at BP, mm-hmm. um, ArcelorMittal, uh, U.S. Steel. Well, they probably aged out of the workforce in 10 years. And with the dwindling employment of those, mm-hmm. some people move south. So uh, re-educating the public on, hey, we're reopening is re-educating a whole new commuter. So that's one of the challenges. What's, what's the bridge traffic look like? Uh, do you have surveys of, you know, how many vehicles do you expect to go over the bridge uh, each day or annually or how, you know, I don't know how those surveys work. Yes. Yeah, so when the bridge closed uh, back in 2009, the traffic counts were about 30,000 vehicles per day. So and based on the shifting nature of traffic in this area, we're anticipating 10,000 vehicles per day. OK. Yeah, that's, and, and so this is this going to be tolling? It's going to be a toll bridge. Is it going to be like open tolling like what they have in the tri-state? You know, right. you have open tolling there. You're not going to have gates that, you know, allow people to go in one by one. Right. It's exclusively open road tolling. We'll have one gantry located near the west end of the bridge. Um, That way people with transponders can easily just zip on through and make the payment. And then for those that don't have transponders or they're not active, uh, we'll have the pay-by-plate method for 
collecting the tolls. So uh, we have a system that takes a picture of the license plate, and then we have the ability to invoice them through the mail. Oh, wow. So it's just uh, you've got technology that can read the plate. Mm-hmm. And yep. Is that no. all automated? Yes. Well, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no stopping, just yeah. keeps traffic free-flowing. I think that's one of the things that we looked at as well is there's some certain issues surrounding that corridor or, or Lake County, and one of them is congestion. Mm-hmm. We came in not necessarily just we wanted to own the asset, but we wanted to help solve some problems. And one of that is that if we have open tolling, there's a relief of congestion on the Borman or mm-hmm. up Klein Avenue or or even uh, on city streets that when that bridge was down 10 years ago, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, East Chicago, Hammond, Gary, and, and Whiting took on all that traffic. So open road tolling helps Push the traffic through, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the transponders that are currently out there that are used by the Indiana Toll Road or the Illinois, I think it's the I-Pass, mm-hmm. uh, is that, will that transponder work on, on your bridge? Yes. Easy Pass and I-Pass will be accepted. Do you right. have a expected completion date for this project? Yes, we're excited about uh, opening up in 2020. Okay. So if anybody drives by, again, we'll, they'll see how fast we're moving on that. So. That's, uh, I think, a lot of people anticipate using it, and we get a, that question a lot. So not necessarily just from um, communities, but also from trucking companies, from mm-hmm. uh, you know all the big major companies in the area. So we're all excited about 2020. Oh, yeah. And being the company's communication person, naturally I'll uh, promote our social media, but that really is the best place to find out how progress is moving along. So um, on Twitter and Facebook, we're pretty active with promoting um, updates on how progress is moving. Well, now that you're giving out information, is there anywhere that our listeners could go to find out more information about the bridge and the progress that you're making and maybe some updated uh, news stories on that bridge? Most definitely, yes. So we'll include uh, our press releases on our website as long as, as well as events. So you can check that out at kleinav.com. And on our site are also links to our social media channels. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Uh, are the major ones we'll we'll share updates on. That will do it for today's edition of Building Northwest Indiana Radio. I would like to thank our guests, Terry Velligan and Laura Weber, with the Klein Avenue Bridge, LLC. To find out more information about the Klein Avenue Bridge, please visit kleinav.com.